Big Lezzers League, an all rugby league experience. Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League, an all rugby league experience. Here to give you a review from a super coach and fantasy perspective. Now, when we do our normal reviews, we'll do those, but we'll also do a separate podcast going through how our fantasy and super coach sides went for that week and what trades we could be making going into the following round. Now, this is just to catch up. Obviously, round one hasn't finished yet, but we have got a week until the next game, so we may as well get stuck in to what our fantasy and super coach sides are looking like, our current scores. Obviously, not going to be making any changes going into uh, the next week or so. Uh, I won't be making any changes anyway, and if I do, I'll update you guys on the podcast or on the story. But I thought this would be a really good way to keep you guys in check with what the super coach and fantasy sides are looking going into or going throughout the year, I should say. I did this last year as well. Uh, obviously, towards the back end of the year, more so, was very inconsistent with it, obviously, because I was doing my HSC in that year. This will be a lot more consistent every single Monday, along with the review of the round. You will also get a review of how my fantasy and super coach sides went, what the scores were for the players, the main ones as well, and then what trades I'll be making going into the following round. So we'll get started with the fantasy side. We had some pretty decent scores for both games. I had a few Vegas players, uh, obviously against advice from the rugby league guru himself. Uh, Obviously, pretty much warned everyone off getting any uh, Vegas players into your super coach sides and fantasy sides, but I've gone ahead and I've had a few in there. Uh, Hamale Olakowatu, especially, I really wanted to start the year with him and I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity to grab in. I grab him. I felt like he would have had a really high score. And I was right about that as well. Hamale Olakowatu had a 72 um, score there. Payne Haas, 74 as well. So uh, high scores, considering they were Vegas games. Uh, we did expect low-scoring affairs, which meant low scores, but it really wasn't the case. We got some pretty decent scores for NRL Fantasy, and I'm confident to say for the first time in a long time, we've actually had a better start to the round for Fantasy than we have for Supercoach. So uh, obviously... Obviously, Hamali Olakowatu getting a score of 72. Payne Haas getting a score of 74. Brandon Smith getting a score of 51. Was heavily involved. Played 60 minutes in that game as well. 60-65. Ben Travojevic on the edge got 55 points. It's pretty good for NRL Fantasy. And it probably looks like he's going to be getting that starting edge spot. I think he's definitely worthwhile chucking in your team. He is dual position for NRL Fantasy and for Supercoach, I believe. So, for both, I would reckon... Uh, that he is definitely worthwhile getting inside. Uh, I was very unlucky for Supercoach, and we'll talk about it in a second, but I didn't have him as a reserve because I didn't put any of the Vegas players as reserves, thinking they're probably not going to score too well in the opening round because it's going to be a low-scoring affair. was listening to, obviously, some very smart uh, Supercoach people like the Rue and Timmy Williams um, about their advice going into Vegas to avoid Vegas players at all costs. Uh, I think they were pretty wrong about that, obviously, with the games that we got. But, uh, yeah, very unlucky not to have, uh, you know, Ben Travojevic in the team for that first round. Got a score of 70-something, which we'll have a look at the Supercoach side in a second. But uh, lucky enough to have him in NRL Fantasy. He's got a score of 55. And then Davey Mowali, he was in my emerging, got 27. So his score didn't count. 
Uh, and Tolu Taukala, I had him in my team. He only got 21, so not the best score. Didn't get too much ball, though. He obviously uh, ob- offloaded the ball a lot more to Jason Saab, who had a little bit more of an impact on that right-hand side than Cooler did. It might be a little bit of a warning off um, of Tolu Taukala as well going into the next few weeks. It might be looking to trade him after this round, potentially, if they um, unlock these players and you're able to trade them. Tolu Kala might be a guy I'd be considering trading. I might leave it for another week. Um, but if it is, you know, the same sort of trend where Kala is sort of giving a lot more ball to um, Jason Saab rather than running the football, I might trade him. Uh, obviously, there is concern around a hamstring injury for Jason Saab. So if he's out, then Cooler could be getting a lot more ball, which means that you'd probably keep him in your side for the six to eight weeks that Saab is out. And then when Saab returns, then you look at trading Cooler. But 490K, you'd imagine if he has the next, uh, has a few big weeks over the next few weeks as well, Cooler, um, that his price will go up, meaning that he'll be worth more when you trade him uh, when Saab gets back. But I'd definitely be considering trading him when Saab gets back because it looked like Cooler was giving a lot more ball and DCE was giving a lot more ball to Saab over Cooler. So uh, definitely one to watch there. Only a 21 score. It's not the best for NRL Fantasy or Supercoach. So yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on there, Cooler. Uh, but to start round one, I've got a score of 308. I had one, two, three, four. Five, six players playing. Uh, Sam Walker as well, before I forget, uh, got 35 points in this game. Again, definitely not the best, but more points went to outside men. More points went to Manu, Tedesco, and Radley, who were the standouts in that game, that Roosters clash. Obviously, if you want to hear the review of both of those Vegas games, that is out today as well. Uh, But Sam Walker... Again, if he has these weeks over the next few weeks, he might be someone that I'll be looking to trade. And at 685K, I could get a few other guys that might get some higher scores. Might be looking at a Jamal Fogarty. It's the way that a lot of people are going. And if he has a lot of work to do in this Raider side, which you'd imagine he does, he might be a pod for NRL Fantasy. I'm just yet to see it. If the Raiders struggle, I'd be staying well clear of any Raiders players, really. I have got Ethan Strange in my fantasy and super coach sides, obviously starting in my um, fantasy team, but it might be something that I do change um, before round one kicks off if I get a vibe that Raiders are going to struggle. And maybe Ben Trevojevic comes into my starting centers and I go ahead and try and get another bench player for that 250K or move Sam Hughes on to the starting interchange there. I think that will be the way that I go. But yeah, I'll have to wait a week. I'll wait a week, just see how the Raiders go. And then if the Raiders aren't going too well, they do struggle like we think they are going to, uh, Ethan Strange could be a bit of a trade, but uh, maybe someone to keep in my emerging and maybe we just hold on to him and save that trade as well. We'll have to wait and see. He's only 250K, so not much trade value there in the market. Let's go over and take a look at the Supercoach side and see how he did. All right, so now having a look at my super coach team. Uh, we did quite well, but I, as I said, I think we did way better in the fantasy department. Obviously, dropped the ball massively by not having Ben Trevojevic on my bench. Uh, got 73 points in super coach, so tears are shedding well and truly. Uh, so Ben Trevojevic was one of the players. Carl Lawton, I also didn't have on my bench. He scored 11. As I said, I pretty much avoided um, any Vegas players at all costs. The only player that I had playing for Vegas that was in my side 
Uh, Sam Walker got 55 points as well, but I didn't have him on my bench. Again, shedding tears here. This is not a good start at all. Um, but the only player that I did have in my side playing uh, in my super coach team was Sean Kepi. He did get 42 points. It's not the worst. It's definitely not the best, but it will be something that I'll be looking at going into the next few weeks. Does have a break even of 38. Um, again, not the best at all, but we'll have to wait and see. Oh, I could potentially be training Sean Kevy by the end of the round. We'll have to think about it a little bit more. For most of these guys, they were Vegas games. I will be waiting potentially, you know, one or two weeks before making any trades. I don't want to waste too many of my trades. I made that mistake for NRL Fantasy last year, and it really fucked me up towards the back end of the season. Had a pretty decent back end of the season compared to the rest of the year, but um, it definitely hurt me a little bit going into the rear end of the season because I just had run out of trades, couldn't do anything. Players were obviously um, you know, not going too well in my side and uh, not getting too many points, and it just was a bit of a shamble. I always tend to waste a lot of my trades for fantasy, whereas Supercoach, I am quite good at saving them. Uh, there's a few guys, obviously, we don't look at too much because it was a Vegas game, but there are a few players already that I am, I am having second thoughts about going into the season. It was still a fast, high-quality game of football, opposite to what we were expecting. So, yeah, there are a few watches for me, one of those being Sean Kepi, the other one being... Um, Tolu Kala for my fantasy side. I did get Tolu Kala out of my super coach team just because of a salary cap issue. Uh, I had to move a few guys around. Projected around one score for super coach looks to be 1,056. Again, not the worst thing in, a, in the world. We'll have to see uh, how we go. Obviously, a few high predicted scores here from guys like Kurt Capewell, Tyson Frizzell, Adam Fanua Blake, Jeremy Marshall King, uh, you know, Nathan Cleary and Dylan Brown starting. You know, there's a few high scores here. Greg Marsu's got a predicted score of 90. KP's got a predicted uh, score of 117. I did have Cooler in my Supercoach side as the backup fullback, actually, now that I look at it. He got 32, didn't have him playing either. I am spewing that I left out Ben Trevojevich. That is really dropping the ball. Uh, but look, going off some pretty good advice from uh, the Beers and Break, even to show that you should avoid um, these. Vegas players, and obviously we all thought that they were going to be these low-scoring, tight middle games, which they weren't. They were high-scoring and quite fast football games with a lot of skill involved. Um, but yeah, Ben Trevojevic will definitely be in my side going into next week. Bostock might sit out uh, round one or two, I should say, and Ben Trevojevic will come into the starting side. That's probably the only change I'll make so far going into next week or the week after. Uh, but yeah, look, tracking well for both teams. Let's see how we go this Super Coach and NRL Fantasy season. That's full time. See you in the next one.